0: I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. No, no, no. This is gonna be huge. <laughs> Three sixty in the contract. Never that. i just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that this that this that jerk with the back and in the house tonight. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. Just gritting and grinding it out. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: I'm just going to be real. I would have much rather probably probably watched the Rams and Chiefs game. Because this game, not only was it boring, but the Mavs lost. And like, I don't mind a slower... Okay, you know how some people just don't don't like defensive matchups in the NFL. Like my dad's one of these people. It's like, hey, I, I hate a game that's like six to three. I actually kind of enjoy those games because I really enjoy good defense in 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 football.
0: Yeah, you're just a weird person.
1: But this like I know it's their like Memphis's style, and we just like fell into the trap like a Venus flytrap or whatever. And it's just it was I just didn't enjoy watching this game. That's all I have to say.
0: That's because they play through Marcus Saul, They play through the post, and everyone's like, oh, I wish post-ups would come back. No, this is what happens when you play through the post. This is what like two, early 2000s, 90s basketball was like when you're playing through all these big men. And Mike Conley's good?
1: Like, why did it become a thing? Mike good. Like, why did it become a thing on Twitter tonight that people act Like, I tweeted this out and said people were acting like this is like Quinn Cook when he went off against this. <laughs> that he, like... That he's just this, like, I understand the outrage of when Quinn Cook or Damian Lee goes off and they're like, oh my gosh, really? Quinn Cook's gonna go off against us? This is Mike Conley. Mike Conley's really good. He's a 37% career three point shooter. Why are like people acting like it's just like they're upset that he's like scoring when he's shooting and there's no one 10 feet from him and he's hitting open threes? Like, Mike Conley's really good. <laughs> I just didn't get that tonight on Twitter.
0: Obviously, today we're, what we're going to be talking about is the Dallas Mavericks 88-98 to loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. There was 17 lead changes in this game and 15 ties. <laughs> it was just one oh. of those games where it just went back and forth, back and forth, literally tied after three quarters. Uh, they tied in the second quarter. They actually, I mean, they scored, Dallas scored 21 points in the first quarter. Memphis scored 21 points in the third quarter. <laughs> They both scored twenty eight points in the second quarter. Memphis scored twenty five in the first. Dallas scored twenty five in the third. It's like it's back and forth. Like everything seemed to be equal at that point. And then in the fourth quarter, like the want, well, had a, Let's it,
1: preface it first and say, if you didn't see the game, JJ Bray and Dwight Powell didn't play. In addition West, to West, yeah, West Matthews, and Matthews again. yeah, and 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 Dirks obviously still out. But the JJ and Dwight thing kind of came out this morning, and then. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Like we, you know, we saw the Dwight fall the other night, and he got up and kept playing some, uh, but you know, maybe something lingered on from that. And then, you know, JJ, you know, set out tonight too. So it Dallas was extremely shorthanded, and I want to talk about the rotation at some point. But yeah, going to the game, they're super shorthanded.
0: Yeah, so they're shorthanded. They played an eight-man rotation essentially with. Uh, which, with the I'm starters sure. of uh, of Luca, DeAndre, Dennis Barnes, and Dorian, and then three guys off the bench, uh, Jalen Brunson, Maxi Kleba, and uh, Devin Harris getting a lot of minutes there. Why didn't? Okay, let's. We'll, we'll, I got. We'll, I got to watch. Okay, we'll hold it. We'll hold it. And then the fourth quarter, the uh, the biggest lead at that point. Uh, let me pull up my notes real quick. There was a time when, uh, oh, with like two minutes left, le- oh, just over two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Marcus all hits a jumper in the in the lane and it's 92 to 84 and that's the biggest lead by any team and it was 6 points. <laughs> Dang. Like it was just so close. It was within 6 points for the entire game until the last like 2 minutes. So this is a close game. Uh, one of those just hard-fought, grit and grind kind of games. I mean, honestly, they were playing at they're playing at Memphis's pace. They they really were. Yeah. Like like Memphis made the Mavericks play their pace and it wasn't fun. It wasn't pretty. Um, there are some good things, obviously, but then there were some bad things, too. Uh, let's just bring out the bad things right now. Uh, the bad things, I think, right off the bat are uh, Harrison Barnes. Uh, he did not have a good game. He's 3 of 14 from the field, 1 of 7 from 3, and uh, 1 rebound, 1 assist, 1 turnover. Didn't really make anything else happen. He was minus 15. Um, and, yeah, if, if, if this game is different from Harrison Barnes, I think this is, the Mavericks win this game. I, I think they just needed a couple late buckets from Barnes, and they just didn't get them. Okay, well, I briefly shared my opinion with you before we went on the podcast, but here's
1: my thing. So on Mavs.com, I have the uh, this Mavs Monday series going. It comes out every single Monday, and I hand out all these awards for the previous week, like Player of the Week, Play of the Week, Quote of the Week, and all this different stuff. Pretty much a weekly recap every Monday morning. And I was looking at... The player of the week. I've handed the player of the week award to Luca Doncic the last two weeks. And I'm like, is this really gonna be three weeks in a row? I handed it to Luca. But Luca had that kind of bad you know, bad game against Chicago. And really looking across the board, it was Harrison Barnes who had a heck of a week last week. Yeah. You know, and he capped it off with this Golden State win. You know, then in that Chicago win, they barely they barely won, but they won by single digits and he had 23 points. Then the Utah game, which is funky, but he led the team in scoring the Utah game. And then it was the Golden State game on Saturday, and he had 23 points in that game. And, you know, guarding Kevin Durant, had some good defensive plays on him late. Had a heck of a week. It's like, oh, Barnes is back. So, I handed him that award. This is the first game uh, since the Golden State game. You know, Barnes just has a a not good game at all tonight. And, like, you would think that the fan base is, like, what a short memory, you know? Like, that part is frustrating like yeah he had a bad game but he's not like he's he's not absolutely horrible like that that's the thing like yeah you, he had a bad game but the fan base felt like they just snapped on him super quick and said all right we don't care about what you did the past whole week you had a bad game tonight yeah he was 1 for 7 from 3 he had one across the board and one rebound one assist uh, it was a it, it was a tough night for him 3 for 14 but I mean, I don't think Luca had that great of a game either. Shooting, I mean,
0: if you, no, he's like, six of twenty.
1: Yeah, I mean, Luca missed fourteen shots tonight. here uh, some Barnes missed eleven shots tonight. But <clears throat> the plus minus is this game was super weird because yeah. I would say Luca like had you know not the best of games, six for 20, 15 points. He did have 10, 10 rebounds, which is nice. But you know, and Luca was a plus three. But then you look at Dorian Finney Smith, the only
0: positive he, on the team. By the way.
1: Yeah, and but then you look at Finney Smith, and he was the worst (laughs) plus minus on the in the game at a minus seventeen for the game, Uh, and you know he
0: started off really. I thought you know Dota played decently well tonight. Yeah, this Um, is this is one of those games where you look at plus minus and you can't really take anything from it.
1: Yeah, so it's really weird with that. But like, yeah, let's let's chill on the Harrison Barnes stuff. Yeah, he had a bad game, but he had, had. when you have three or four good games and then you have one bad, then everybody just forgets about all the good.
0: The focus for Harrison Barnes for the first two off seasons, he was in Dallas. The, the first one before he came in to Dallas, then before, you know, the, this past year. And then before this year, the goal for him was to try to add something else to his game. Bes- besides just this ISO scoring kind of thing. He talked about rebounding with you on our podcast. He said, rebounding is the key to everything You know to try and, you know, rebound and that could lead to, you know, fast breaks and rebounds could lead to defensive stops and all this stuff. He talked about how rebounding was key. Then he talks about wanting to be more of a playmaker and, you know, and getting more assists and upping his assist numbers. And then he talks about getting the free throw line and doing these, you know, like making more plays that way, driving and getting fouled. He just doesn't do those other things that much. (laughs) He went to to the line twice tonight. He had four free throws. Uh, He's the guy that shoots the technical free throws for the Mavericks when he's out there. And so those numbers are kind of skewed in that way. But when Harrison Barnes doesn't score then, the the rest of his game just kind of seems like, at least offensively, like there's nothing really going on. You know, it just it, it stands out a lot more. And that's where I think fans get, frust- get frustrated is if he's not hitting his shots, if he's going, you know, one of seven from three, if he's three of 14 from the field, but he only has one rebound and one assist and you're like, well, what else are you giving me? Like, you're not giving me anything if your shot's not going in. And so that's why they get frustrated and mad. That to me is why, why, uh, why fans get upset at Harrison Barnes. Now, is that something that is, is, you know, is that okay for fans to get upset at Barnes? Should he, should they, you know, should he be required to do more things with the contract that he's on and try to be, try to be more of a playmaker? I guess so. But, at this point in his career, is he going to do that? I don't. I don't know. I don't think that he's going to be able to add a whole bunch of other stuff into this game. But that's why it sticks out.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of weird because, and we've beat this drum to death. It felt like, but he came. He okay. So he went from it's like going back and forth, back and forth. So Barnes was the number one high school player in the nation coming out of high school in Ames, Iowa. I remember this playing his day because I'm a huge Tar Heel fan and I'm, we're scouting Harrison, you know, coming out of high school stuff. We get Barnes, huge deal. He picks Carolina. I'm super pumped. He goes into Carolina and he's the man. Okay. He is the alpha, the, this is who we're going to run our plays with. They would run. I remember they would run them at the top of the key, run these ISO plays at the end of the game to say, Hey, go get us a basket. And yeah, they, you know, he had Henson and Kendall Marshall and some of these guys at Carolina. Then he goes. He gets drafted by Golden State. Um, he he gets drafted by Golden State. My wife's texting me about groceries right now, right in the middle of the podcast. Um, but he gets drafted by Golden State. Immediately, he goes from being the alpha, the man at North Carolina, to Golden State to being like what the fourth wheel, the fifth wheel of saying, "Hey, be our three and D guy." So Golden State, he he's tried to you know they try to groom him to be this three and D guy. Then he goes to Dallas and he goes back to that North Carolina role of being the main guy and they're saying, "Hey, we need the offense to be centered around you. The ball goes to you. It stops with you. Go get us the basket. Be our alpha guy." Now, it's back to the Golden State role kind of, not as far, not to that extreme, but is you see what I'm saying? It's kind of his role and his what he's being asked of is going back and forth, back and forth. And now with Luka here, the offense has changed to his free flowing four ball handlers on the court all time and he has to fit into that. Am I making an excuse for him? <sighs> However you want to define that. I'm just trying to it I think okay. I think it's more difficult for Harrison Barnes to fit into this offense than it is Dennis Smith Jr. as far as adjusting. Not not in the long term. I think for adjusting wise, I think it's it's harder adjustment for Harrison than Dennis. Does that and, make sense? Yeah, is that but a bold I, take it makes, or no,
0: it makes sense. But I disagree with it. It's definitely, it's definitely harder on Dennis than it is Barnes because we just talked about it in that after the Warriors game when after our response we we're like, man, Harrison Barnes is finally figuring it out. He's fitting into the offense. He's learning what his role is, and now he doesn't shoot the ball well. And now we're saying that you know he doesn't fit in the offense.
1: No, I'm not saying it doesn't fit. I think I'm just saying I think we could, I think the wide range of outcomes for Harrison could go back and forth. Like, I think he could come out tomorrow or Wednesday night and have a 30 point game, but then the next game he could have, you know, how much ever he had tonight. Because I think, I think the adjustment time is harder for him because for Dennis, yeah, he's had the ball in his hands a lot. But they started to experiment with Dennis last season of playing off JJ and trying to, you know, just experiment what he would look like in this type of role when you play this faster pace that suits. Like, he likes to play at a faster pace, Dennis does. Harrison, it's a completely different ball game for him, and this whole different type of role for him. Role is the is the biggest thing. Didn't did, did we talk about this podcast? How when Mark Cuban went on the radio, radio, some radio show here in Dallas, and he mentioned how the players at the beginning of the season, um, they didn't know their roles, yeah, and their roles and all that stuff, and how big of a deal that was, but. It's different. I think he'll be fine in the long term. I just think you you, you will see these games kind of teeter back and forth because he's still adjusting to these type of roles. And to your point of what does he do outside of scoring, yeah, I get that completely because it is a – he definitely leans towards the Carmelo-Tobias-Harris type of mold uh, when – a mold like a Chris Middleton type of mold would fit better. He's not the, you know, he's not a Luka Doncic. like, like that. He's not that type of wing, uh, this playmaking, you know, type of wing. He is that Carmelo Tobias type of uh, role saying, Hey, get the ball to you. Go get me a basket. Can he adjust to the other end of the spectrum? That's what we got to try to figure out. Can he be that type of player and play alongside Luca
0: and all that? I think
1: it's it's another thing you gotta see how it plays
0: out yeah i I don't think that that's as big of an issue <laughs> to be honest uh what Harrison fitting into the system yes, okay, I just don't think it is he he can hit open shots he's gonna get some opportunities for him to iso every once in a while he's going to you know he just he he just limits himself though I think um, and his game is his game is just limited and so in in this offensive system with his limited game. That that is tough. <laughs> but but how many right times last that.
1: year did they say, Hey, go get a basket? And how many times did we see the the elbow jump shots last year? Yeah. And him jab stepping and shooting those mid range shots and all that stuff. And he, he got the ball and he had the time to do that and saying, Hey, go do your thing. Now it is bam, 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 pass, go, pass, go, cut, pick all this different stuff. We have Luka now. We want Dennis in offense. Like he that patience. I think patience is a type. Like it feels like this year he is he's driving so much more. He's getting to the paint. He had that great play tonight that was super explosive. He made yeah. that play on the wing and then they went dunk. in dunked it and his and one like that's great. Like so is the speed throwing him off some However you want to say it. I don't think this game is that big of a deal. I yeah, it was obviously a bad game, but when a player plays three or four good games in a row and then he has one bad game, I whoever it is, I want to give him the benefit of doubt for one game
0: before we start. Really like, oh my gosh. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll discuss more. Let's discuss more bad. There's a couple more bad we need to get to. Uh-oh. Was that Laker? <laughs> no. All right, Isaac. Oof! The Mavs rotation tonight. Oh oh my gosh! The Mavs rotation was interesting. DeAndre Jordan played over thirty-eight minutes, and his legs kind of looked like it at the end. He had twenty boards, which is you know seems like a lot. Um, He had seventeen points, but just on defense. On defense,
1: we had another center on the roster that could get some minutes. That was like active.
0: That was like a really good shot blocker.
1: A good shot blocker brought you like energy or something like that. You know that if if another guy was out or a couple guys were out due to the injury, he could actually fill in and you know give you ten to twelve minutes. It'd be
0: cool if someone was on the roster like that, or if they had a player on their bench that did play that <laughs> blocked a bunch of shots. <laughs> Man, um, I DeAndre just he. He could not stick with Jay, with Jaren Jackson Jr. to save his life. Like oh, he just yeesh. He, in my notes, I, I wrote DeAndre doesn't have the motor to stick with Jaron Jackson Jr. because Jaron Jackson Jr. walks all the way out to the three point line. He's in the paint. He's over there. He's over here. He's like all over the place. He's you know he pulls DeAndre out. He just he didn't he doesn't have the the motor or the drive to stick with him. And and Marcus All was kind of beating him up too in the paint. Well, he
1: got kind of lucky too. The like, like Gasol went over five from three and Gasol can hit threes and he just came up short on some of it looked like his legs were tired it looked like Dallas was the team that played last night instead of Memphis yes. <laughs> the game before but uh but yeah Gasol normally hits those threes and i was kind of worried going into this game that i n- normally i get <laughs> i get nervous whenever uh, Deandre goes against a center that can hit threes because i'm like if DeAndre doesn't step out against mid-range jump shots at the free throw line, then it's going to be a struggle for him to step out to a three on the perimeter. Uh, Like that gif I sent you of Jaron Jackson Jr. Literally catching the ball in the paint. He turns around and it's like, you could read Jaron Jackson's mind of saying,
0: Holy crap, I'm wide open. I'm just going to take this jump shot. (laughs) He's just looking DeAndre Jordan in the eyes. and He's like, you're not going to come up here?
1: (laughs) Literally under the basket almost. It was a very weird play. It, It defined the, hey, this is my guy. And I don't know if I've seen a player... Okay, you know how a player gives another player space on the perimeter? Like they have the ball and you're like daring on the shoot. Like people play like Alfred Payton or Ronda or something. I've never seen a player give a player so much space and them both be inside the paint. <laughs> like like I've never seen like somebody give somebody three feet and they're both inside the paint. That, that takes a special talent right
0: there. Stop.
1: I'm just saying I've never seen that before. I've never seen somebody dare somebody to shoot it inside the paint. Yeah, but Isaac, he was
0: five of six from the free throw line tonight. So, no, that's great.
1: No, no, like his stat. I mean, come on. Like, no matter who it is, seventeen points, twenty boards, five or six from free throw line, that's a heck of a stat line. I mean, that's good. It's just, yeah, the defense gets magnified some. But Jaren Jackson, I mean, gosh, his uh, his in and out dribble move with the left hand, early like the first quarter, that was nasty. He's good. Nasty.
0: Yeah, he's good. He's better than Wendell Carter Jr yes <laughs> yes we thought that before the draft we think that we thought that during the draft we thought that right after the draft we thought that we during the season years
1: from the draft yeah we we're we'll thinking it think now years from the... <laughs> uh
0: man so uh yeah deandre I, I thought was i thought was bad i thought there's just a couple times you try to post up again and like, i wouldn't say he's bad he had 17 and 20 i wouldn't say he's bad there's another part of the bad i think
1: I think yes, his. I think his defense uh, is still still struggling. I I but you made a good point. The thirty eight minutes, I just I didn't. We made jokes about it a little bit back and forth. But like why why didn't Brokoff and and Salah especially Salah play? Like if you're Salah and you're wanting minutes and you're mad about you not playing, I would especially be mad after this game, a loss in which Dwight and Dirk didn't play. And DeAndre played 38 minutes when you could have played a few minutes that, that really, uh, I don't know. It really surprised me. The eight man rotation, not only, um, you texted me something, you said at the very beginning, the golden state fatigue. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, I didn't think about that. Just the everything around that win and
0: how much they're psyched up about that. But the, the Mavericks had a hangover after beating the golden state warriors, <laughs> the Mavericks had, um, Their price, essentially, for beating the Warriors was losing J.J. Brea, losing Dwight Powell, and then losing all their legs for this game. Because sometimes in these big wins, you get so excited after them, and you just have this hangover the next game, and you just don't play as well. There's not that urgency. There's not that, you know, that want to win, uh, that need to win, you know, when your back's up against the wall at that point. And... uh, the Mavericks were, you know, they're two and seven, and then they had their backs up against the wall. They won in this four game streak, and then they were like riding high, and they were saying, "Man, you know, here we go. We're, you know, we're right there. We're a couple games out of, you know, the playoff hunt and all this stuff." And coming to a game like this, and you just get completely, you know, just get beat in the last couple of minutes, you know, because you just, you didn't have it. You didn't have that extra that extra stuff, and, that, and it's games like this where you need that extra stuff. And we hope to get that from from Luca. And if you don't get it from Luca, then you can kind of point out the, the he's a rookie thing. <laughs> I mean, Luca's got to get the ball at the end of the game too, but
1: that's a different story.
0: Yeah, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll uh, well, let's discuss Luca, and then let's discuss some of the good too. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, Isaac. So Luca went. He was six of twenty in this game. <laughs> uh, he's three of nine from from three. He had, he had fifteen points, ten boards, three assists, three turnovers. Like we mentioned earlier, he's plus three. There was some good from Luca, but I thought this was a bad game for him. Yeah, he
1: just—I don't know—he just looked kind of, kind of worn out a little bit, and just from the—it was a hangover from the Golden State win. We don't know, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, anytime he misses 14 shots, uh, he was three for nine from three. Uh, you know, some people—I think Harp even said, "Oh, he got keep you know, maybe even showboating a little bit whenever he went behind the back and." Uh, Salomo, my boy, uh, picked him and he's not my nemesis. Um, but I didn't, I didn't really mind that play too much when you see the difference between Luca and like Harrison, you know, Luca didn't have that great of a shooting game, but he, but he got 10 rebounds. And I mean, that's uh, another area of that, but I don't know. It was a weird, it was a, it was a weird game for Luca. I, I just wish that we have voiced this frustration a lot when he when you have somebody like him he is your ble- best overall player okay and if it is a single digit game in the la- last five minutes of the fourth quarter i think that in my opinion this is a wild opinion i know <laughs> I'm the majority of the offense should be running through luca Doncic.
0: <laughs> what
1: <laughs> in those final five minutes wow. uh in a, a single digit game and you kind of, you kind of had those mixed feelings when, when Dorian shot those like back to back threes and missed them. And they look kind of forced towards the end of the game. You're like, Oh no, no, no. Like you've been playing well. And we are, we've been hyping you up and building you up and praising you on Twitter. And now you uh, forced two threes. You just want to say, calm down a little bit, but, uh, but no, uh, it was just, yeah, the, you could just see the game just slip away from him those last few minutes. Was it fatigue? Was it the fatigue from an eight man rotation? Um, you know, the fact that Luka, Harrison, and DeAndre all played over 36 minutes. Um, whatever you want to say with that. But yeah, I just think he should have got the ball more. And I mean, that's a running thing when they lose the game. I would just, I would feel much better um, as anybody connected to the Mavericks. If you went down uh, with a loss and Luka Doncic w- had his opportunities to make plays and score the basketball
0: instead of saying,
1: man, what if we gave it to Luka more at the end of the game? What would have happened?
0: <laughs> I mean, he had 20 shots.
1: <laughs> he had 20 shots, but like... W- he only had three uh, in the fourth quarter, though. Yeah, like three in the fourth. And if we broke down the last 10 possessions for the Mavericks, how many of those you know were, were Luka's shots or Luka possessions in which... He
0: ran the high pick and roll and said, "Make a play," you know, something like that. Yeah, let's go to the last five minutes. Luca had two shots in the last five minutes, one assist, one rebound, uh, one turnover. So, not okay. a, not a lot.
1: No, not 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 ideal. Let's uh, uh,
0: let's spend the rest of this time talking about the uh, some of the good. I thought Dennis Smith Junior played a good game, another good game tonight.
1: Yeah, oh, I th- uh, yeah, I thought I thought he played good. He had nineteen points, three for six from three. He looked a little bit more confident confident out there. He had that step back three right in Conley's face. Conley fouled him. He didn't get that foul call. I thought the refs. I mean, we never really talk about the refs on this podcast, but I, I didn't think they. <laughs> yeah, we we don't. really don't. We really I, it's kind of weird that we don't. But uh, I thought they were not very good, <laughs> not at all. And uh, yeah. I didn't I thought they missed a lot of crap tonight. The moving screen on Jaron Jackson, that was a huge three for Conley. Um yeah, Conley like undercut Dennis on that three, that one three and that should've been a foul too, but <clears throat> He had some good passes tonight. Uh he had, he had some five just, assists, led the team. Yeah, you know, one pass to DeAndre cutting to the paint was uh was good. Leading up to that, I thought it was a really good decision. It was a fast break against Mark Gasol. In the past, I think we would have seen, or even some possessions, we would have seen Dennis try to challenge that and probably get blocked at the rim. But he slowed up, took it, you know, brought it back out, then cut into the paint and hit DeAndre on the pass. It was just a smart, like veteran move that you like to see from Dennis. But yeah, I I thought he played a, a really good game. I mean, he has a minus eight, but. These plus minuses were super weird tonight.
0: I know. We're throwing them out. We're throwing out the plus minus tonight. Yeah, I thought, thought Dennis played. Do you think he played the best of any Maverick tonight? Um, <coughs> Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah,
1: I'll go for that. I mean, I think it's him or, him or Dodo. Um, but it's hard not giving it to DeAndre when somebody has 17 and 20. But it you can't overlook the defense uh, either. But, yeah, I mean, four for five from the free throw line. That was improvement. And I like that. that. was a good bounce back free throw. I mean, it was just, you know, four four out of 5, but still it's just, you know, he he missed what, six or seven the other night against Golden State. Yeah, you got to start and, somewhere. Yeah, so it's good for him to bounce back uh from uh, on the free throw line.
0: Definitely. Uh so Dennis was Dennis was good. Um you mentioned Dorian Finney Smith. He was 5 of 10 from the field, 3 of 6 from three. Uh 13 points. He wasn't minus 17. Start- we're throwing that out, but we got the start again.
1: Started off the game really well. Like hit hitting those two threes at the beginning. That step back three, like like dang Oof. Dodo, if you get that Oof. going, that's uh that's super nice. Yeah, I mean we can't we can't praise Dodo enough for where he where he came.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's been Started. playing really well. Started from the bottom now, yeah. He's been playing really well and uh I've I've decided what we're gonna call the Dorian Finney Smith Island. Oh, I'm ready. It's the dodo nest
1: hey i like that i like
0: that the dodo nest we're sticking in the dodo nest with what the up and, with the ups dodo and dodo down bird
1: from well
0: dodos like are from they're extinct
1: game. there was a video game a while back called arc there's probably none of our listeners that played arc but anyway it had dodo. i
0: bird bet around. there's one of our listeners that has played arc <laughs> <laughs> uh, i thought maxi had some good
1: plays out the bench you know we both love maxi and he had two blocks one, that first block was just nasty
0: just he just offensively he seems so off though
1: Yeah, yeah, his shot's off right now. It looks like just his whole, like, it looks like his body's off on the shots. Like, it it doesn't. I don't even know if it's his arm. It looks like he's. I don't know. His body just looks weird when he shoots it right now compared to from the beginning of the season. But his. He has. An extreme ability of help defense, like great yeah, timing and good. great decisions on those. Some of those, some players that are good at uh, at weak side blocks are like they leave their defenders kind of like Nerlens. Nerlens tries for like some stupid blocks and he never gets close, and it leaves the defender open, and they just get wide open shots sometimes because he just tries at the crazy sh- you know, shots. But but Maxi actually, and he's really really good at timing and blocks, and I mean he's one of the best shot blockers in the league, and.
0: Stats back that up, definitely. So, all right, there you go, uh, Brunson,
1: the, Brunson. Did we talk, like? I thought Brunson. You texted oh, and yeah, said yeah.
0: Brunson played well. Brunson, I, I thought there. Brunson played played really well. He was three of nine from the field, which is not super awesome, but eight points, four boards, four assists, no turnovers. I uh, played just under twenty five minutes. Thought he played really well. Some some decent defense, some good plays. I like Brunson, man. I think he's a long term piece for the Mavericks. I mean, he's playing he's playing really well as a rookie. Anytime he gets in there. Uh and Yeah. <laughs> he just looks like a vet. Like he yeah. just I wish he could he, get more minutes over over Devin Harris. He he
1: he doesn't do anything like super, super flashy. He just it seems like he just makes a like, yeah. I like Brunson moving forward for sure. I mean that is we, we talked about in the offseason, is he the long term JJ Berea? Backup point guard that's you know super safe that knows how to run the offense stuff like that, but it really just comes down to their shooting tonight. They missed fifty eight shots as a team. That's a lot of shots to miss. <laughs> they were thirty of eighty eight from the field, thirty four percent shooting. Uh, shot thirty one percent from three as a team. So. Some nights outside, you just can't
0: shoot it and, yeah, uh, and this like, was one of those nights.
1: It was just yeah, stats were really weird. Like, they only had nine turnovers tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and they lost they and they lost the game. And I'm pretty sure they only lost they lost their you know, they DeAndre had twenty boards and they still lost the rebounding battle, but it was only by like one or two rebounds. So there isn't any outside of just shooting the ball horrendously, you know, it's just I don't know. It was a weird game. it, it the game sucked. <laughs>
0: Can that be the title? The game sucked. <laughs> uh, yeah, if if you know, Luca makes a couple more shots. If Harrison Barnes makes a couple more shots, we're talking about this game completely differently. We're like, oh man, the Mavericks are on a five-game win streak. They're playing so well. Like look at look at Dennis with Jr. playing. <laughs> you know, like we're just talking about this game so much. And that sometimes that's just basketball. You miss some shots, and uh, like like Richard Nichols says, on the jump, it's a make or miss league. And tonight, the Mavericks missed. Guys, uh, we appreciate everyone listening to the podcast. Yesterday, we had our record for the most downloads ever. And I think think part of the reason, aside from beating the Warriors, I think part of the reason was our push for Isaac to retrieve one of his AirPods.
1: (laughs) Guys, I have an update. A listener did not come through, but Martina... From Target did. Hey! I, on the way to work this morning, I stopped by Target. And how I roll with anything in in my life is I I am honest uh, with any of these things. I don't try to lie or bullcrap things. Uh, to where if it doesn't work out, at least my conscience is clear. And I'm good. Um, so I just <laughs> rolled up in the Target. I tell her the full story. And I was like, it's my fault. I just want to see what, if there's anything I can do. The lady looks at me and says... Sorry, sir. Uh, It's damaged goods. We can't do anything about that. I'm like, dang it! Like, have sympathy for me. Um, but no, I was like, I walked away and I was like, dang it! Like, crap. And so anyway, I'm going. I get further to work because my drive to work is a a decent little amount. And uh, I look up another Target. I pull up in the Target. Tell her the
0: what. Oh, I'm just saying. You just went to another Target. I went to another
1: Target. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try it again. I tell her, I was like, hey, listen, my wife saved up money to give me this for my birthday, and like all this different stuff, and my dog, and uh, yeah, because I didn't tell the full story, but I dropped it in the floor. My dog got it and chewed on it and like broke it, and it was it's a stupid story. And I told her my whole story, and my girl, my girl Martina looked at me and says you know what? I'll just do an even exchange. We won't even use the receipt because the receipt expired. Like for some reason, receipt expired in a week (laughs) uh, instead of three weeks. And uh, she said, like, we'll just do an even exchange. Just go back in the back and get a new set. I literally like, grabbed her. I was like, bless your soul, Martina. Thank you so much. Like, you don't understand. Like, this thing just makes my day. This is the happiest I've ever been on a Monday. I'm like, this is Monday, man. Monday. This is my day. And uh, I was I was so hyped and so happy. Oh, man. Martina, oh. so if you're a listener of the pod, shout out wow, to you. Wow, that'd be amazing. If you, Oh, my gosh. If somebody knows Martina that works at Target uh in somewhere north north dallas i can't remember where i pulled what town i went to for the target oh, but uh shout out to martina
0: shout out to martina shout out to all our listeners for downloading the podcast so much also i'll leave you with this the mavericks are undefeated when they wear their new city jerseys and they have nine losses when they wear any other jersey I'm just saying thanks so much for listening to locked on maps
1: peace out
0: boom 10, 10.